This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. The Sixers storm into Boston and win game five to take a 3-2 series lead over the Celtics. Now we return to Philly where Boston faces a must-win game six. Will they survive? Coverage begins tonight at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Presented by Indeed. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio alongside Gabe Neitzel. I'm Michael Rossi. We're filling in for the guys today. Kenny and Carlin is always presented by Progressive Insurance. The NBA playoffs, they're on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Sixers host the Boston Celtics, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and Sirius XM Channel 80. That comes up right after us, and we're going to go out to that game right now because Corey Alexander is on the call tonight alongside Sean Kelly. Corey, thanks for taking a couple of minutes during your pregame with us. And let's start here, right? The Sixers are up 3-2. What do they need to do tonight to close out the series? Well, one thing they're going to have to do is is defend Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Those two guys are going to come in extremely aggressive, nothing to lose in this game. And so they're going to have to deal with them. And the one thing I think that people are overlooking is the fact of what Doc Rivers has done defensively in coaching up this Philadelphia 76ers team. Everybody looks at, of course, what Joel Embiid does offensively, the games, the two 40-point games that James Harden had. But it's what the the Sixers have done defensively that have allowed them to build this 3-2 lead and have give them an opportunity to be able to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals here tonight. So with what Doc has drawn up defensively, does Boston need to find different ways to get Tatum better looks so he can have maybe a game like he did last year in the conference semis against Milwaukee when he put up 43? I believe that they're going to have to do different things to be able to get him better looks, but they're also going to have to rely on other guys. Jalen Brown is probably going to have it have to have an even more aggressive approach to his game especially in the moments where Tatum is out of the game. And, you know, you talk about the shot disparity between the two. Jalen Brown is more of a guy who receives plays. So, you know, people make plays for him. Jason Tatum is a playmaker. He's a guy that can score off the bounce to set another. That's why he's the number one option for Boston, and that's why he gets the best defenders from Philly, which means that Jalen Brown's going to have to step up and have a huge night. And also getting a lot of production from Malcolm Brogdon, from Marcus Smart, and lastly, they need for Al Horford to be able to make shots. 0 for 7 in game 5, they need him to be able to make some threes to pull that Philly defense out to defend him. We're talking to ESPN basketball analyst Corey Alexander here on Canyon and Carlin on ESPN Radio alongside Gabe Knightel. I'm Michael Rothstein. Corey Alexander on the call of Sixers Celtics coming up after us tonight here on ESPN Radio. And Corey, you've been in playoff games before. You've been in the situation that the Celtics are in before. How do you approach this if you are a Celtics player versus a Sixers player? Put me in the mind of, a, of an NBA player here. Well, from the standpoint of the Sixers, you look at it as utmost importance, extreme urgency to finish this out. So everything that you have, you know, is cliche, but you hear game seven mentality. That's the way that you have to play this game because what you don't want to do is give Boston any momentum going back to their home court to play a game seven, which you know if you're Philly, you've won two games there, but it would be completely different than a game seven scenario on a Sunday afternoon with, of course, the entire city of Boston and the state of Massachusetts rooting against you. If you're the Boston Celtics, you simply say, 
We've been here before. We've done this before. We have the experience. We know that we can do it, and we're confident in that. You go back. It was just a year ago. You mentioned it. They go into Milwaukee in a game six scenario. Jason Tatum goes off 43 points, and then they come back, and Grant Williams makes, you know, I don't know how many, seven, eight threes to be able to beat Milwaukee. They blow them out. So if you're the boss of Celtics, you don't want to panic, but you have to understand the sense of urgency as well in winning this game, of course, because if you don't, (laughs) you're going home. You're going on vacation. Well, after Tatum and Brown for the Celtics, who needs to step up the most on the offensive side for Boston? Because they only have, I mean, Marcus Smart, not known for his offense, he was the only one who finished in double figures in Game 5. Well, Marcus Smart has to be effective offensively, but... Malcolm Brogdon has to be the guy to come off the bench and provide points for them. And I believe they're going to have a lineup change tonight. So when you think about Robert Williams getting back into the starting lineup, that is a defensive substitution for Joe Mazzula. So now you're going to be coming off the bench with both White and Malcolm Brogdon, which should make you even better offensively in that second unit, of course, oftentimes where you're playing against second-unit guys from Philadelphia. We're talking to Corey Alexander, ESPN's basketball analyst. He's on the call of Sixers Celtics tonight, along with Sean Kelly here on ESPN Radio. Corey, so let's for just hypotheses sake say Boston's season ends tonight. What do you think happens with Jalen Brown? I believe Jalen Brown signs a five-year, $270 million extension this summer. He's, he's an all-NBA performer. He's a great basketball player. He's been a perennial all-star. He's a two-way player. And, again, you know, this season, if it doesn't go back to the finals for the Boston Celtics, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole Giannis thing, whether it's a failure or not, because, you know, I do think it would be considered a failure for the Boston Celtics and their fans. But it doesn't mean that you break up the best combination in the game right now. These two guys are the best combination, especially when you think about perimeter players that the game has. And, again, you keep going with that, building for the future. These guys are still very young basketball players, so the experience that they have and they've gotten so early is well beyond their years, but you keep this group together. So you think Jalen Brown wants to be in Boston? Because I think that's been kind of part of it where – the, the whispers around it, some of the quotes that he's had about Boston, it just doesn't seem like he's necessarily happy playing in Boston. Well, I'll tell you this. One thing's for certain, if he were to become a free agent, he could only sign a four-year deal moving elsewhere. So uh, when you think about today's numbers, that's the difference between 50 to $60 million. And Oof. he can't get the same amount. He can't get the same amount because, of course, the only team that has his bird rights to this point are the Boston Celtics. I don't think he would want a chance going into next year and not and having to make an all-NBA team again to be able to sign that max deal. So if I'm Jalen Brown and I'm his people advising him, you sign that max deal right now, and, of course, you come back and play in Boston. Again, whether he's is his happiest here, you know, one thing you always got to consider is the grass is not always greener on the other side. We've seen many NBA players get out of – where their original spot is where they became a star and go downhill from there. So I believe $270 million can make Jalen Brown very happy with the Boston Celtics. We're talking to Corey Alexander, ESPN's basketball analyst here on ESPN Radio. He's on the call of Sixers Celtics tonight. 
starting at 7 o'clock. And, Corey, we'll get out of here on this because you're talking a lot about the Celtics. There have been a lot of Boston Celtics, Larry Bird, Red Arbach, who have been portrayed in movies by actors and actresses, their real-life selves. To you, and we've been asking this question all show long, what is the best movie portrayal of a real-life athlete? So when you go real life, that's where it throws me off. Because, of course, I'm immediately going to chant from Harlem Nights. Now, I'm not sure if that was based on the great boxer <laughs> Joe Jackson back in the day. I'm not sure who champ portrays, so I can't go with that. So this is what I'm going to do. The best real-life movie on a actual sports figure is Rudy. Rudy wasn't a great player, but no, it was not. a great movie. but the movie was great so therefore he didn't have to portray being a great player so I'm going with Rudy as the actual best movie portrayal again there's so many great options you talk Will Smith in you know in doing Ali you know the Jamie Foxx uh, Sugar Ray movie or Usher Raymond Sugar Ray movie wherever it hasn't come out yet I'm waiting to see that but so many different movies and also the only person I think that can battle with Champ on fictional movie characters the water boy baby you talking about <laughs> Champ you talking about the water boy whoa the, whoa the, the ones you're going on water fictional, boy I mean not, even Adam Sandler is, carries you're going water boy before Happy Gilmore yes are you not <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is some high-quality H2O there, Corey Alexander. Some high-quality high H2O. Thank you so the much for taking The real-life movies it. have been great, but the fictional yeah. ones are so much better. Oh, without question, man. Hey, thanks so much yep. for taking a few minutes tonight during pregame with us. Thank you guys for having me. That's Corey Alexander, ESPN's basketball analyst here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. You can hear him and Sean Kelly on the call after we're done here. That's Sixers Celtics starting at 7 o'clock. If you want to join that conversation that we just had at the end, what is the best movie portrayal of a real-life athlete, give us a call on the call in line. That's one eight eight eight. Say ESPN, 1-888-729-3776 on the Candy and Carlin call in line. And Gabe, it took a couple of hours, but we finally got someone to say Rudy. And somewhere Rudy Rudiger and Sean Astin are, are kind of finally doing jumping jacks. And there's somewhere at USC or Michigan or Penn State with someone holding up a sign that says Rudy was offsides. <laughs> I mean, it, it's such a classic movie. I'll tell you one thing that certain and and Shannon was just playing the music there. The soundtracks is fantastic. If you're looking for like pump up music, like it's up there right after Rocky. If you're talking about great soundtracks without like you know the actual songs, like original you know songs written for that movie, the soundtrack for Rudy is fantastic. Oh, it is, without question. And they were able to use Notre Dame Stadium, and they filmed it in Notre Dame Stadium during halftime of games. And obviously that was a kind of beginning-ish performance for John Favreau and for Vince Vaughn. There were, there was so much to like about Rudy. Uh, you know, of course, there were things that were fictionalized in that story, Mark, without question. It's Hollywood, uh, man, just like any. Just like any. Oh, yeah, no, and, and every everything has that. And by the way, so we're talking about this a little bit today because Letitia Wright of Black Panther fame, she is playing boxer Ramla Ali in the movie In the Shadows, that is slated to come out next year. Ramla Ali is a Somali refugee who has become a professional boxer. Her story is fantastic. Uh, I highly recommend you you Google it. She's written a book. She's a model, a UNICEF ambassador, all of these things. We're going to go out to the phone lines now, I think, to Ray in Kentucky. Ray, what do you got? 
Ray, you there, my man? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, what, 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 what's your what, in your head? What's the best movie portrayal of a real life athlete? Well, I'm I kind of went in reverse. I'm talking about oh. a real life athlete that portrayed something fictional that kind of depicted their own life, and I wonder if it's not Lawrence Taylor in any given Sunday. Oh, that's that, that, you know. Go. I, I like what you did there. The reversal is great because you have to wonder how much that was actually like based on a true Lawrence Taylor life story, right? And he got the million dollar bonus at the end. He made the tackle, and I mean that movie is. There are so many good things and so many bad things about any given Sunday. I, I, I honestly do not know to this day if it is a good or a bad movie, but there are so many things I enjoy about it and so many things that I just absolutely hate about it. Um, but the Warren Taylor part is interesting. We're yeah. going to fight for that inch, Gabe. Six inches in front of your face. <laughs> hey, listen, Al Pacino did a great job in that. Uh, you know what? The, the speeches in that movie were fantastic. Oh, the they're speeches, epic. The speeches All were time. incredible. In that movie, or taking your questions, one eight eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. What is the best movie portrayal of a real life athlete? We'll go back out to the phone lines. Bo in North Carolina, what do you got? Hey, hands down, for me, it's the Black Jack Ryan story, the Jackie Ryan story. To go from the street baller to working his way to uh, almost making the net to playing with the Harlem Wizards, and then. The way he's working with kids and inspiring our youth, uh, the great movie showing how he grew up and where he got to where he was. So for me, it's the Black Jack Ryan story all day. Black Jack Ryan. Thank you for thank you for that call, Bo. I appreciate that. Actually, is a movie, Gabe. I, I, I've never heard of. Do you know that uh, movie? Did I miss that? I am no, I am not familiar with that movie. I am going to have to dive into it. But that's that, that that's fantastic. It's one that I have not heard of, and I will dive into it. If if somebody's saying that is it's one of the best portrayals out there, to me it's worth investigating. No, I, I agree. And we're gonna go back out to the phones. I think both of us have seen this movie, John in Florida. How are you, man? And uh, what do you got? Hey guys, uh, great great topic here. I mean, miracle has got to be the best one. I mean, the, the to look at the U.S. Olympic hockey team from 1980 to beat the Russians in the Olympics after losing to them the week before the Olympics started. I mean, the, the whole thing of still using college athletes back then, that's an inspiration. That, that, that's a movie right there. Now, I will say this. ESPN had a TV show, and I can't remember the name of what it was, but I have it on DVD of like the NFL and, and what it's like for guys to be on a team, the locker room, behind the scenes, their lives. And then I guess the NFL got upset with it, and they pulled it. Oh, Playmaker. I, mean, I, I know the name of it. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. I'm I, I very know, scared right now. Yeah. I'm terrified. Not going to lie. Uh, th- thank you for the call, John. We're going to quickly move on. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to go to Jeff in Nebraska. Jeff, what do you got? Yeah, I got the Cincinnati kid. Jackie what? Gleason played uh, Minnesota Fats before there was a Minnesota Fats. And uh, the pool hustler that ended up becoming Minnesota Fats, uh, he went by like double smart fats, triple smart fats, New York fats. He saw that and said, that's me. They're copying me. And uh, then he decided that, hey, I'm going to take the name Minnesota Fats. If you want to take me to court, you can take me to court. And that's how he got his name. 
Jeff, that is an awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. This is Kenny and Curlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, alongside Gabe Knightzel and Michael Rothstein. Uh, we're talking, what's the best movie portrayal of a real-life athlete? Gabe, what were you going to say? Sorry that was that. that was one I'm also unfamiliar with, but sounds hilarious. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen I've seen that movie. I, I, I like that movie a lot. That was a good call. It's funny, as we've been talking about this, like I've been thinking about it more and more of just like some portrayals that we can talk about. I know someone mentioned Ruben Hurricane Carter earlier. That That's a great one. Um, you know, I, I, just, there are so many out there that you just don't think of too, right? Like I'll even say, hey, Michael Jordan playing himself in Space Jam. I'll, yeah, I'll I mean, that. that's that's more documentary than it is, you know, movie because that fair. actually happened, you know, like that that's was fair. a real thing that happened that he had to do before he came back. That's why he was gone for 18 months. He was helping free the Looney Tunes <laughs> from potentially, you know, being in prison forever um, on Moron Mountain. So that's that's more, you know, documentary. I don't know if that really fits what we're talking about. No, it might not. Unfortunately, we'll go back out of the phone lines. Jason in Alabama, what do you got? Yeah, I love the the movie, uh, the greatest game ever played. Uh, the portrayal of the the amateur uh, that won the U.S. Open, Francis Wiemet. He was playing against Harry Varden and Bobby Jones, and it, it was just such an inspirational movie. He he went on to actually continue to play and was a, a big contributor in golf. But it was he was just basically a walk on in the U.S. Open. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. Oh yeah, we, yeah. Uh, that's Shia LaBeouf. That, yeah, yeah, and there's a play. There's there's a part of that movie when he wins, he hits the, hits the putt at the very end, and they they hoist him up on their shoulders, and they're giving him money because you know he's an amateur and he's not going to win anything. Uh, but they're just you know basically trying to you know affirm him, and he looks down, and the whole movie is dad struggling with him playing golf, and it's you know you're wasting your time, you're just giving him a hard time, and he looks down, his his dad's handing him some money. It's it's awesome. No, that is a fantastic movie, and it's Jason, and it's it's one that I've seen a couple times. I think it shows up on like the Golf Channel every once in a yes. while, and mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, I want. It's one of those movies, Gabe, where you're sitting there and you're like, you know what? I'll watch this. I, I, I'm in. I'm in for the next hour if it's mistakenly on my television. And I didn't realize it. I'll, I'll take it. I'm there. Yeah, sometimes, you know, in, in the dead of winter when there's nothing going on on a Thursday night or a Tuesday night, it just happens to uh, to pop on. Yeah, you, I'll, I'll throw that out. And again, I'm a, I'm a huge golf nerd, so anything golf is usually going to draw me in. No, uh, same, without question. By the way, you want to join this conversation about the best movie portrayal of a real-life athlete or coach, give us a call on the Candy and Carlin call-in line, 888-CSPN, 888-729-3776. We'll go out back to the call-in line, and we're going to go to Tony in Iowa. Tony, what do you got? The Earl Manigault story. Oh, that's a... You might just have won the day. We've got a half hour left, but you might have just won the day here, sir, because that is a great movie. That's a really good movie. I love it. What What is it uh, What is it that stood out to you besides the fact that Don Cheadle, that was one of, I think, one of his first real true breakout roles as, as Earl the Goat? Yeah. As, as far as I know, I think it was one of his first roles, yeah. Thank you for the call, Tony. I appreciate it. Gabe, did you have you seen that movie? Or I you have not, not seen that movie. I oh, am not it's really with good. That movie. It's really good. I highly recommend you go and check it out. We want to keep hearing from you about what is the best movie portrayal of a real life athlete. You can call us eight 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 CSPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Plus, coming up next, we're going to hit on which duo remaining in the NBA playoffs do you trust most? And no, it cannot be the Monstars. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Chasing a stupid dream causes nothing but you and everyone around you heartache.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. I hope you're enjoying what you're hearing right now because it is part of Eurovision 2023. It is called Cha-Cha-Cha and it is from Finland, not Sweden, my friends over in Bristol. It is Finland as part of the Eurovision 2023 contest I just got. Well, uh, actually, I, I got a head that shake. song's from Finland, and that's uh, <laughs> incorrect over there. I am getting a head shake over from the producers in Bristol. Eurovision 2023, the second semifinal was today. The grand final is on Saturday. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, alongside Gabe Knight. So I'm Michael Rothstein, the Eurovision fan of this group here, filling in for the guys today. And, and Gabe, have I warmed you at all over the course of the show to Eurovision, or am I just is it am I just digging the hole deeper? Well, no, I mean you've you certainly educated me. I know no more about the process. Uh, that being said, there's absolutely zero chance <laughs> I will spend any of my life pursuing or trying to watch Eurovision, whether that be 2023, 2024, 2025. It's just not. It's not in the cards, man. Uh, that's okay. Well, I just feel good that like four hours ago doing our pre-show 
you did not know that Eurovision was a thing that existed, and now that I, I feel like we've, we've, we've made progress here, Gabe. We've made progress. If that's what you call progress, me never watching it, then sure. Yes, that is, that is progress. We have, we have made progress today. I, I, am, I am working on it. Now, one of the other things we've been talking about all show long is what's the best movie portrayal of a real-life athlete or coach? We're going to go back out to the lines. Joe in Chicago, I, I, I don't really know this movie, I think, that you're talking about. So please explain what, what you're talking about here. Okay, well, first off, Gabe... First and foremost, if you don't know the GOAT movie, come on, man. you got to be better than that. you got to be better than that. But I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Chasing Mavericks. Chasing Mavericks was a story about a surfer who was 15 years old in, uh, in California who would go out and try to uh, surf these monster, monster waves. Um, it was portrayed, the guy's name is Jay Mariotti. It's a surfer's name. He was portrayed um, by Johnny Weston, and his coach was Gerard Butler, and the, the name of the character there was Frosty Henson. Hessen. Uh, true story, the guy, um, Jay Moriarty, is um, no longer with us, passed away, but in an in a interesting filming piece, um, light, or art sometimes imitates life because while they were filming, Gerard Butler ended up having a uh, serious situation where he broke a leg and almost drowned. Whoa. So um, it was a really, really unbelievably great movie. Oh, uh, great movie. And the other one with a lady with one arm. And I can't remember yeah. that other surfing movie. Yeah, I know, I know exactly. Who, I know who you're talking about there, Joe. I'm blanking, unfortunately, on the name at the moment. Uh, but I know exactly who you're talking about because that was a story that happened, I think, over the last decade, decade and a half that was really inspirational. Really right. appreciate oh, the call. It's time for me to be a good teammate here. Okay, I thank you, Shannon. Boy, I got to have my boy Gabe's back on this one, all right? Because I know right. Joe in Chicago came in here and gave Gabe some uh, some crap about not knowing the uh, rebound, the Earl Manigault movie. So I want to have Gabe's back by telling him that Joe called in and he didn't even know the title of the movie, Chasing Mavericks. I had to give him the title of the movie. <laughs> he was describing it, but he didn't even remember. Remember the title of the movie. So guess what, Gabe? I'm Damn, no Drew Holiday, Joe. but I got your bet. Hey, no, you are you are like Drew Holiday. You are the teammate of the year. I appreciate you, Shannon, having my back like that. That is what? fantastic. Man, Shannon, I thought you were going to come in and give us the name of the surfing movie of the, the girl who lost her arm. I, I, I did not expect you to come in hot defending Gabe, but I respect it. Good job. Good producing by, by our man, Shannon Penn. Teamwork makes the dream work. I got you. Absolutely. That's what we've been trying to preach all game long. And in that I thing, have a, a teammate thing here, too. I got uh, the name of the movie. Do you want it? Yeah. Give me the name of the movie. Bring Soul it. Surfer. Thank you. Soul Surfer. Thank you, And Eric. that movie appreciate is not that. from Sweden or Finland. No, that movie is... I mean, the fact that you knew that it was from Finland. Yeah, that was... I mean, that was a little pretentious, don't you think? Well, no, all right. No, to be fair... Oh, 100%. No, 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 no. I I I feel the need to defend myself here a little bit because Finland competed tonight. Sweden competed on Tuesday, and the Sweden song sounded nothing like that. So I knew for a fact it wasn't Sweden. I knew it was from Finland. Just Did it sound but, a lot but, like the Swedish chef from, from Muppets? No, the Swedish song was sung in English, actually, because oh, if you've okay. been to Gabe Knightsliff, if you've been to Sweden, you know that many Swedish spe- people speak English better than you or I, and we are doing national radio here in the United States. But that song we just played, that was, that was from today. That, that's the, yes, that was the, the Finnish song from today. Fresh song from Eurovision. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate <laughs> the effort, my man. Cha-cha-cha. 
I appreciate it. Cha, cha, cha. Um, as we're talking about making the the duo, as we're talking about teamwork making the dream work, Gabe, what duo remaining in the NBA playoffs do you trust the most? So I've decided that it's actually a team that I don't trust in, but the, the duo I trust the most is actually Kevin Durant and and Devin Booker because those two are averaging 65 points per game combined. However, the rest of the roster, especially with, you know, DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul not being healthy, the rest of the roster very very questionable. But in terms of duos, those two are, are stepping up and putting it together each and every night. The problem is they're averaging 65 and in order for them to actually win this series, they probably have to average closer to 85. They got to find 20 more points per game between the two of them. Yeah, listen, from a pure talent perspective, you're probably right, Gabe. You are. I, I'm just not trusting them as much as I am and trusting my eyes. And the eyes, for me, have told me that Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray have been the best duo in these playoffs. Now, there are concerns at the moment because Devin Nuggets point guard Jamal Murray is questionable due to a non-COVID illness for tonight. So we'll see what that looks like. And obviously, if he can't play that might change all of the dynamics when we're talking about this game, the Suns and the Nuggets this evening. But I trust that group, that duo, more than anybody else. Well, who's who's your second? Because, I, look, I, I think that, especially with Jamal Murray being healthy tonight, notwithstanding, because it's a non-COVID illness, so even if he doesn't play tonight, presumably he would be back and, and ready to go uh, for a Game 7 should the Nuggets not be able to close out the Suns this evening. But... What Jamal Murray does for Jokic is fantastic with him being healthy. You see the difference of having that number two, somebody else who can create shots and create offense and not have to run literally everything through Jokic, which has probably been part of the detriment of the Nuggets not being able to advance further than the conference semifinals more often than not. No, without question. That's been that health, Murray being part of that has been one of the biggest issues for Denver over the last few years because the talent level has been there. We're now seeing what they can do when they are healthy. And that that's a real exciting proposition to me right now. I, I don't know if I would take anyone else over them to win the NBA championship with the way that they have been playing. To answer your question, though, Gabe, I, I probably would go with Philly because you have the inside-outside combination of Embiid and Harden and I like that that kind of the way they play off of each other and how much they mean to each other. That, to me, I think right now is just a little bit better than Durant and Booker. But we're, we're splitting hairs with all of these guys because they're all incredible players. I also find it interesting that we, neither of us, and we've gone through a, a couple of duos apiece now, have brought up the two guys who were just named All-NBA in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Like we yeah. didn't even didn't even bring him up, and yet both of those guys were just named to one of the three All NBA teams this week. So that's I find that very very interesting about the trust level of the Boston Celtics heading into their Game Six tonight. That and I think it also speaks to the level of talent currently in the association. Coming up, the play of the night and an update on the status of another one of. The halves of those duos, the Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Davis, for Game 6. That's next. Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I, I've been told I need to know what this is, and I, I wish. You're not familiar? I, and I'm not, but Gabe Nitel, I wish that people could see our producer, Shannon Penn, right now. He is he's doing a little bit of. He is. He's doing a little bit of like John Travolta in Pulp Fiction with the, the finger moving dancing. I, I don't really know what's going on there. I have so many questions that I'm sure but that the typical hosts of this program, Chris Candy and Chris Carlin, would love to ask him, hopefully, the next time they are on this show. Getting Swifty. But neither one of them is here today. It's Dave a great Nitzel tribute. Here. It's a great tribute I am to Eurovision. Rothstein. I appreciate the tribute to Eurovision, which we have been talking about all night long. Candy and Carlin has always presented by Progressive Insurance. I don't know if that was quite the um, nod to Eurovision that maybe it should have been, or that Will Ferrell's Iceland movie is, or that. Oh, Dave it's, it's better. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Well, the you Will haven't, Ferrell you movie, haven't seen the Will. But Ferrell I guarantee movie. that that episode of. Um, of Rick and Morty is better. It's a fantastic episode. That's fair. I'm sure it is. And now I'm going to have to go watch my first ever episode of Rick and Morty. But I need to just kind of get a handle on the fact that, Gabe, by the next time we do a show, I really want you to at least try the Will Ferrell uh, Eurovision movie because it is Will Ferrell and it is fun and it is funny. And because it's Will Ferrell, I might consider it. Yes. Yes, I, I have. I maybe, maybe, just maybe, I will create finally a Eurovision fan out of you. But coming up now, well, it's that time. It's time for play of the night. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Well, I don't like tasting money, nor do I have much wealth, so we're going to kick it to Eric to kind of take over for Play of the Night tonight. Well, I don't have either of those either, but the Play of the Night here, it will be the Suns, for at least for me. We'll see if you guys like it. Suns minus two, uh, two points, parlaying that with Kevin Durant over 46.5 points, assists, and rebounds, so that's all three of them in that 46.5 number. And then I'm going to say yes to a Nikola Jokic in a losing effort triple-double. What do you guys think? I mean, the dude's been averaging a triple-double. I'm into that. In order for the Suns to win and cover that number, KD needs to do what he's been doing. I'm into it, Eric. I'm all the way in. And that pays out at a plus 700 on Caesars Sportsbook. I like it. I just, you know, to me, the whole thing ends up being if Murray plays. If Murray plays, then I don't think it's a losing effort. And that's where I think you might get tripped up. If Jamal Murray plays, I think that the Nuggets win tonight, and that's where you're going to have run into your issue. But if Jamal Murray doesn't play, yeah, Jokic will get a triple double, and you're probably gonna you're probably gonna win that bet. But uh, I don't know, man. It's a it's a risky, risky play, my man, Eric. It is a risky, risky play. One thing that's not risky is this three and out. 
Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. So we're going to start here on 3 and Out with some news, and that is this. Darvin Ham, the Lakers head coach, says Anthony Davis, better known as AD, not in concussion protocol. He's going to be listed as probable for game six. Here is Darvin Ham. We checked in with him, and, you know, he's feeling great. Um, our medical staff gave us a great update, and um, he's not in the protocol. He's not showing any signs or anything, and he'll be listed as probable tomorrow. So, Gabe Neitzel, you hear that great update from Darvin Ham, and I'm sure Darvin Ham thinks it's great. The Warriors maybe not as much. Why do you think that maybe changes things for this game? Uh, well, with AD, he's been so up and down. I think he might be due for a down game. I don't know if it changes much for me. I don't think the Lakers close it out in Game 6. I think we're heading to a Game 7. The desperation and energy that the Warriors played with, I think they can continue with that, and I still think that they will win tomorrow to force a Game 7, even with AD listed as probable. We have disagreed on this all show long, and we will continue to disagree. The fact that AD is going to play probably means the Warriors season is going to come to an end tomorrow. Listen, sometimes you just believe... In fate, and you believe in symmetry, Gabe Neitzel. And the thing that has been very, very clear about the Golden State Warriors all season long is that they stink on the road. So they have to guess where they're going to season has to end. It's got to end on the road. I don't see them beating the Lakers in this series. And for that to happen, they would need to lose to the Lakers tomorrow night. AD coming back, AD being healthy, having LeBron James. LeBron James knows how to close out series. I like the Lakers here. I really, really do. One last thing. Tom Brady, Gabe Neitzel, he's going to be honored by the Patriots at the 2023 opener. This is like the biggest no-brainer ever, right? Yeah, it's good to see that 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 relationship gets repaired quickly. And not that there was a ton of animosity when he left, especially the relationship between him and uh, Robert Kraft. Kraft had a great message that he had sent out. It seemed like there was you know, at least going to be a line of communication. Sometimes these things take a while. I'm in Wisconsin. It took Brett Favre five years to actually come back. But at the same time, he went and played for a rival and tried to do everything yep. he could to undermine the Packers while he still played. So there were, you know, some some fences that need to be mended in that relationship. Not the case. No brainer for the Pats to do this. Yeah, no, I, it makes a ton of sense. It makes absolute sense for the Patriots to honor Tom Brady as soon as possible. Coming up next, basketball, 76ers, Celtics, game six, right here, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.